Back at the Marriott Center here in Provo, Utah. Final score is BYU 95 and Utah State 80. And, Mark, this was a comprehensive victory over a really good team. The Aggies were 7-1 and one coming in two tonight. Their only loss came to Arizona State uh, on a neutral floor in Las Vegas. They drummed St. Mary's out of the yeah. building in Las Vegas. It looked very good, shooting the ball very well, excellent defensively, a playmaker and a difference-making playmaker in the post in Nemias Keita. And BYU did not trail for a single second tonight, winning it by 15. Oh, man, I you know, you come into this game, you've lost three in a row, and you've got this Utah State team that's just blossoming. And you really you, you wonder, and I got, I got to give credit to this team. They had player meetings and got it together, and uh, Nick coming back. It was just a magical night the way they came out and really got after it and, and won this game and shot the ball well from the three, and at least and defensively in the first half were excellent. And uh, so that was fun to see. The guys needed that. I think the staff needed that, and now it's – Maybe hopefully give them some confidence and you get that little extra added little punch from, uh, uh, from Nick Emery. No, no, no uh, reference there at all. But but listen, uh, I like the way this team played tonight. If they can, can re- reproduce that somewhat, they're going to be very difficult to beat, whether it's Utah State or Gonzaga or whoever. If they can shoot those kind of three-point numbers and, and play a little bit better defense, then they're going to be a force. Still early in the season, relatively speaking, but yeah, you, you learn a lot about BYU on this night. Again, it wasn't uh, it wasn't as if things were smooth sailing coming into this tough game. Things were at their at their at their low point of the yeah. season, and playing a really good team. I mean, uh, and you know, Utah State thinking we got BYU on the ropes here a little bit. They're reeling. Can we can we you know land a knockout blow? It never came. It would always worry me when we played a team that I knew was a good team had lost a couple because I knew they were hungry. And BYU showed how just how hungry they were. That was fun to see that kind of effort and really, I think, surprised Utah State with how, how much energy and how well they played in the first half. And Utah State, they've got some big wins, but they've kind of been neutral court or at home. And, and, and I think uh, this environment and playing a, a team that was really hungry for a win took them off guard. And before they could kind of recover somewhat in the second half, BYU'd won this game. Dave Rose goes to 10-3. and three against Utah State, 5-0 and against the Aggies here in Provo, and yes, the Ags will wait another year to pick up that football-basketball double dip. 1982 was the last time the Aggies beat BYU in both sports in the same season. Yes, they got the Cougs in football, but not so on the hardwoods. A great response from BYU tonight, and uh, again, just a, a, a real confidence-affirming victory uh, for BYU, which uh, battled through rough times in the last week and a half, and also, too, Mark, the fact that BYU Lost a 14-point lead on the road last week and lost that game and saw the lead dip again tonight. They had a 22-point lead, got down to 14, got down to 12. They found a way to stop the bleeding, reassert themselves, and uh, kind of cruise to victory. And the, and the guys that did it, uh, whether it was Yoli hitting a tough shot or TJ making some plays, you need your, your senior leaders to, to stop the bleeding when those kind of things happen. They didn't, they didn't get that from TJ at Illinois State, but tonight they certainly did, and Anytime Utah State would make a run, BYU had an answer. That's, uh, that's what good teams do. And among those guys who made a difference tonight, Nick Emery in his return to the hardwoods for the first time since March of 2017. What a night for Nick. 11 points in just under 19 minutes of play, and he was plus 17 in those 19 minutes. Second best plus-minus number of the night goes to Nick Emery. Second only to Yoli Childs, plus 25. Let's get to those other numbers for BYU. Yoli Childs, 31 points on 8 of 8 from the free-throw line, 11 of 18 from the field. 31 points, 7 rebounds, an assist, and a game high. And dare say a career high, 5 steals for Yoli Childs tonight. I want to see if Yoli ever had a higher steal number in his BYU career. But what a night of thievery for Yoli Childs as he picks off four, or picks off 5 tonight. 
And that is, uh, yes, a career high for Yoli. It was four, and now it is five after tonight's effort. So that's Yoli's line. 20 points for TJ Haas, 7 for 11 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3, 20 for TJ, 14 for Connor Harding, career high, 11 for Nick Emery is noted, 10 for Jashir Hardnett. So five Cougars in double figures this evening. Other scorers for BYU, Dalton Dixon with 6 and Zach Selyus with 3. Utah State had four in double figures. Brown with, uh, rather, Merrill 17, then Keta 16, Brown 15, and Knight 11. Other scorers have Crew Ainge scoring six, five for Quinn Taylor, four for Tarian Knight, threes for Brito and Miller. That gets you to 80 for Utah State to BYU's 95. 17 assists on 33 makes for BYU, 17 assists, 13 turnovers. Utah State just six assists on 29 makes, a very low percentage there for Utah State, six assists, and 16 turnovers. BYU had 11 steals on the night to Utah State's 8. BYU on the evening shoots 56% from the field. 46% hey. season high. 46% from the three-point line and 86% from the stripe. So 56, 46, and 86. You're not going to lose with those numbers. No. And BYU is a winner tonight with those numbers. Utah State shoots 48, 18, and 79% respectively. So BYU outshoots the Aggies from the field, from the arc and from the stripe. Turnovers, or rather points off of turnovers. BYU plus 13, 22 to 9. Points in the paint, Utah State plus 14, 50 to 36. Utah State at the edge in second chance points, 12 to 5, on 13 to 5 with offensive rebounds. It's a big number. Fast break points, BYU plus 6, 11 to 5, and the bench went to Utah State by 2, 33 to 31. No, no, uh, no seconds of trailing tonight for BYU. They led for 39 minutes and 40 seconds of the 40 minutes tonight. BYU's large lead was 22, and again, the Aggies never had a lead at any point as BYU wins it comprehensively 95 to 80. Time now for our New Skin Data Discovery, brought to you by New Skin. New Skin, discover the best you. And despite all those numbers, Mark Durant has still found something to discover. Well, Utah State shoots 38% from the three-point line. It's a very good number. On the year. On the year, yeah. and they shot, uh, what, 17 18%, 18% tonight. That's a big deal. And Sam Merrill, who's uh, just a terrific player, just one for five from the three. So he gave up some stuff driving to the paint, but really extended their defense and contested from the three-point line. And that, I think it was a big uh, factor in tonight's game. All right, that's your stat sheet in tonight's New Skin Data Discovery of the game. BYU 95 and Utah State 80 as the Cougars' high-scoring ways continue. The Cougs coming in too tonight, averaging 84.7 points per game, and they were north of that at 95 on the evening. Seven straight wins over the Aggies. BYU is a winner tonight. Courtside coverage continues after Cougar postgame live, and that's coming your way next with Jason Shepard across the way at BYU Radio right here on the new skin, BYU Radio Sports Network. The final horn has sounded, and today's game is complete. About the Zach open three. It's good. Got it! Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live. Boy, does that feel good. BYU snapping a three-game losing streak, getting a win over a very good Utah State team. 95-80 is the final. We'll get you back to the Marriott Center for more post-game coverage, including player and coaches interviews coming up in a few minutes but hey want to bring this up 
Remember, when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Simply mention BYU50 or use the online promo code BYU50 at PapaJohns.com tomorrow and receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah locations. Let's get to some scores. We will start locally. Weber State on the road at Fresno State. Things not going well for the Wildcats right now. Under 16 minutes to go in the second half, and the Bulldogs leading Weber State by a score of 46 to 27 southern utah also in action they too are on the road 33 32 long beach state leading the t-birds of southern utah all right top 25 action only one game going on and it involves a west coast conference team that just happens to be the number one team in the country the gonzaga bulldogs in spokane just underway the uh, zags hosting the washington huskies it is 4-4 but again, early, 16 and a half minutes to go in the first half. Everything else in the top 25 has been completed. Number three, Duke defeats Hartford 84-54. 13th ranked Texas Tech on top of Arkansas Pine Bluff 65-47. Number 14, North Carolina. They scored 97 points to just 69 for UNC Wilmington. Virginia Tech beats VMI 89-68. Buffalo, 17th ranked in the country, defeats LeMoyne, 89-55. Number 19, Ohio State, gets the win on the road at Illinois by 10, 77-67 in favor of the Buckeyes. Number 21, Villanova, they avoid the upset. Temple had a lead in this game. Villanova ends up winning by 10, 69-59. And it was Minnesota upsetting number 24, Nebraska, 85 278. Other games featuring West Coast Conference teams. 14 minutes to go in the second half. It is Texas Permian Basin leading at Pacific 39-37. 14 minutes to go in the second half. 13 minutes to go in the second half on the road in Fullerton. It is LMU leading Cal State Fullerton 33-28. to A battle of the teams in San Diego. San Diego State with a four-point lead over the Toreros of San Diego, 35-31. to That second half is just underway. Also just underway in the second half, Portland State with a one-point lead over the Portland Pilots, 46 to 45. Also in the first half, uh, the Cal Bears hosting San Francisco. The Bears leading the Dons early 6-4. to four. Coming up on the other side, we'll get to scores in the NBA. Your final tonight from the Marriott Center. BYU snaps its three-game losing streak. An impressive win over Utah State, 95-80. to We'll have more of Cougar Post Game Live coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard with you, BYU, getting the victory over Utah State 95-80. They'll now take on Utah Saturday afternoon at 12 o'clock Mountain Time right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network as part of the Beehive Classic in Salt Lake City at Vivint Smart Home Arena, home of the Utah Jazz. It's time for the Mountain America three-point recap for each three-pointer BYU makes. Mountain America donates $50 to the American Red Cross. Tonight, the Cougars made 11 three-pointers. By the way, that was a season high for a total of $550, bringing the donation total for the season to $3,600. 
$650. Checking NBA scores before we get you back over to the Marriott Center. Connor Harding will be uh, Greg and Mark's postgame guest. In the second quarter, it is the Lakers leading the Spurs in L.A. 33-31. Final, Warriors winning in Cleveland 129-105. Nuggets in overtime defeat Orlando in Orlando 124 to 131-117. The Wizards beat the Hawks. The Thunder rally to win in Brooklyn 114-112. The Raptors defeat the 76ers in a uh, highly anticipated game between these two teams. 113-102 the final. In Canada tonight, Grizzlies defeat the Clippers 96-86. Bucks on top of the Pistons 115-92. The Timberwolves win at home over Charlotte 121-104. And the Pelicans defeat Dallas 132-106. That is a wrap for Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, back over to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Locker Room Show. Your final from Provo, 95-80. BYU beats Utah State, and you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go Cougs! Our exclusive post-game coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. TJ into a three-left side. Good. Oh, man, alive. What a shot from TJ Haas. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Utah State came into tonight sixth nationally in field goal percentage or effective field goal percentage allowed. And BYU tonight shot 56% from the field on the way to a 95-80 win over the Aggies. Craig Grubel and Mark Durant with you courtside, joined by Connor Harding in tonight's Sport Court courtside interview. And Connor with a career-high 14 points in uh, 21 minutes of play and a plus 16 on the night for Connor. Connor joining us here courtside. Congrats on the great effort, the career high, most importantly, the team win. That's exactly right. So coming off of three straight setbacks, uh, just how rewarding was it to play the way the team did and get the result you did after 40 minutes tonight? Um, we loved it. We had a lot of passion tonight. And, you know, it's fun to play in these games, especially when um, when you have an attitude and a mentality of, you know, you're going to go out there and you're going to lay everything on the line. And that was, I think that was the difference tonight, and we had fun doing it. Um, we just re- they reminded us, you know, why we played basketball for our entire lives. And so it was really fun to, to get a win, and it was fun to see people make shots and make plays and pick up our defense. So it, w- it was a great night, but, you know, we just can't um, be satisfied with, with this one win. I mean, we have a bunch of big games, and we have a long, long season ahead of us. Well, Connor, just a great effort from you and the whole team tonight. That was fun to watch. You looked like you were having fun, and... And it hasn't necessarily been fun the last few games. And it's a long few days between Weber and this game. What were some of the things going on to keep yourselves together as a team and to get you fired up, ready to go tonight? Yeah, I think, you know, we just looked looked at each other, took some accountability and said, you know, we need to do better. And we, we talked to each other. And then it switched on Monday at practice. We changed our attitude and we got after it. And I think that's what helped us go throughout the week and prepare. It was that Monday practice. We got our minds right, and it carried on in into Wednesday's game. How nice was it to see BYU's first three-point try go in tonight? <laughs> that was absolutely amazing. I think Zach, he shot it from the wing, kick out from Yoli, and I think that just started the game right there, Zach's, Zach's three. Um, that was big. That was big time for us, all of us. BYU ended up with 11 threes on the night. That's a season high for BYU, and the percentage was a season high as well, 46%. And we keep thinking it and saying it that this is a team of better shooters than the numbers we're showing in the early part. You always believe that, right? Absolutely. I mean, all through the summer, um, we shot at a high percentage. Um, even even during practice, um, 
I mean, we have a bunch of shooters on our team, and you know, we just haven't translated over it to the game yet. But tonight, you just saw that we're capable of, of making shots, just coming down, and just setting our feet, and just hitting it. Well, Connor, of course, it was fun to see Nick play and play so well. I know you guys see him every day in practice, but what does uh, him being el eligible to play now mean to this team? Well, first of all, I just want to say I'm so proud of Nick. Um, I worked out with him during the summer, and he worked his butt off. And I'm, I'm glad to see him um, bounce back, succeed. And, you know, he's going to help us out a lot. As you see, he played defense, he hit shots, and he made a big play right here when he got a steal. Jumped up on crew range. <laughs> yep. yep, exactly, and he came down and made a layup. I mean, that's a game changer right there. And so I'm so proud of Nick. I mean, he couldn't be a better teammate. And I think everyone's uh, has that attitude about him. And so it's just good to have him back on the court being Nick. Visiting with Connor Harding. Career high 14 points for Connor tonight. Our conversation continues. BYU a winner over Utah State 95-80 our final on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Our sport court courtside interview continues now with Connor Harding, a freshman out of Pocatello, coming in and scoring a career-high 14, part of a night in which BYU wins it to 95-80 to over Utah State. And uh, never, never do we ever want to start uh, taking nights like this uh, for granted, but... Uh, Connor, we see Yoli Childs go back-to-back 31-point -back nights here uh, at Weber State tonight against Utah State. In-state games demand a lot, and here's Yoli uh, contributing uh, 31 in back-to-back -back games. Something else, isn't he? Yeah, Yoli, big-time players make big-time plays, and that's exactly what Yoli does. I mean, he has no conscience, and he goes out there and he plays his game. And you can obviously see that. I mean, he's just comfortable making shots, making plays, and he gets us going. I mean, everyone everyone focuses on Yoli, and he still scores. And so, you know, it's fun to watch him, you know, playing with him at the prospects on my AAU team and then see him play now. He's a totally different beast. It wasn't just Yoli. You all had to deal with Nemeas Keita, number 23, for uh, Utah State. He's already good. He's going to be great. Yeah, you know, he he gave us some trouble down low for sure. He, he's a big dude, and he had he had some game. He had some moves, and so... We tried to adjust, try to dig on him a little more, and um, we kind of got him a little off. Uh, we got a steal, I think, over in that corner, but he, he's really good. He's really good. So, good effort to deal with him tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> he's amazing. But so you give up 113 against Weber. That, that's that's a problem. And uh, you really came out and played great defense in that first half. Maybe not as good in the second half. But how would you assess? Coming off that Weber effort with the defensive effort and where this team's at defensively right now. I just <clears throat> I just think it's all about our attitude. Um, because defensively in practice, we're, we're not a bad defensive team. Um, we just have to stay connected, keep to our principles, and things will play out for themselves. We just got to know personnel and just have that attitude to say, I'm going to get a stop right here. I'm going to win this possession. I'm going to get the rebound. I'm going to finish the play. And I think that was just the biggest difference, just the hustle, just we're going to get the loose balls, the 50-50 plays, and we're going to finish it. Um, we, we struggled a little bit, obviously, at the beginning with offensive rebounds, but, you know, we're going to finish on the defensive side. And then the offense will just play out by itself in the flow of the game. So you've played the second of three straight, uh, uh, three straight in-state games. 
and it's Utah on the weekend. Utes coming up on Saturday. How much of a sense did you get or do you have of BYU-Utah growing up where you did and, and yet, you know, wanting to play for BYU? Um, I don't know what to expect, to be honest. Um, I just know it's going to be, be a game where you never know what's going to happen. And so that's what rivals, I mean, we could be really good, they could be bad, they could be really good, we could be bad, and you never know who's going to win. It's just one of those games. And so I feel like, like I said before, we celebrate tonight, but we focus tomorrow, and that focus will carry on to Saturday. And I feel like we'll just worry about ourselves, and the game will come to us. All right, we will see you in Salt Lake City. Nice work tonight. Congratulations, and good luck against the Utes. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, that is Connor Harding. He was tonight's Sport Court courtside interview brought to you by Sport Court Champions. Start here. Learn how to design yours at sportcourt.com. Coach Dave Rose coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Dave Rose. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. It is time for the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU a winner over Utah State tonight, 95-80 to the final. The Cougs have beaten the Aggies in seven straight meetings. Coach Dave Rose improves to 10-3 and against Utah State and a perfect 5-0 and here at the Marriott Center. Coach Rose now joining us here courtside. And, Coach, congratulations. What a great response from your guys to get this one uh, tonight. Great, great win. You know, I mean, all wins are great, but this, uh, this is, will always be a special one for us because of you know, just where the situation we were in. And I, I think that uh, a lot of things were happening tonight that, you know, with Nick coming back and um, changing our starting lineup and, and trying to put a game plan together that could slow these guys down because they, they uh, probably have playing as well as anybody, um, any group together, you know, all around so in the country right now. So um, I, I'm just I'm, I'm proud of uh, the fact that they – they regrouped. They got themselves together. They were challenged by the coaching staff, uh, and they responded in a in exactly the way that uh, good teams will respond, where they don't take it on themselves. Each one of them, they rely more on each other, and then they all came out and played well. And so I, I thought the emotion was good. I I, I want to thank the you know <laughs> the fans that that came out because it was a it wasn't the largest crowd we've ever had in here, but it was a good, active, live crowd that helped us, you know, all the way through. And, you know, when you're coming off, uh, um, you know, two or three losses, you know, you don't know, you know, who's going to come in and support you. And I'm, I'm just grateful for these these students that showed up and, and uh, you know, the season ticket holders fan. I think we had about 12,000 people in yep. here, and that was a, a, a good feel for our guys. And I, I think they, you know, and they played with – just a, 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 an emotion where they were together as a group, even through mistakes and, you know, through tough times and through, uh, you know, uh, good play from, from Utah State, and they just stayed together, and I thought it was a great one. Well, as players, we all face a couple game losing, except maybe you at Houston. I don't know if you guys ever <laughs> lost that many games. Maybe in four years you lost three games, but uh, – you mentioned you challenged the guys. How do you challenge them in that situation over the last couple of days? Well, this, you know, this was, um, um, you know, an interesting week last week was. And, you know, it's Christmas around the world when they come in and take our building. 
every year is 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 different and and you you got those two road games on the road in preseason and you got to figure out how you're going to deal with it. And we played a couple of neutral court games at that time. We played co- games on the West Coast, t- t- tried to stay close to home. And and this this year we got a game in Chicago and a game in Ogden, and, and or out in Illinois and a game in Normal, Illinois and in, in, in Ogden. And I think the disappointment of that loss, you know, in uh, in Illinois State, uh, kind of carried over. And that's not a real characteristic of our teams over the years. So uh, the challenge was. Um, to find some real emotion in uh, the actual process and how you play possession by possession and and you communicate to each other and you know, a guy dives on the floor for a ball and then you get another guy you know two or three guys over there to pull him up and get him up and 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 then how you you know try to double team in the post and then respond back to uh, recover your your man and. And, you know, there's a lot of things in our scouting report that made us really nervous. We didn't know if we could actually accomplish it because of uh, how effective these guys were playing. But um, our, our guys not only, you know, took the challenge, but they really exceeded in it because I, of all the things I thought would happen here tonight, I, I didn't think that, you know, we would be playing with the 20-point lead most of the night, <laughs> you know, and uh, that, that's just a credit to our guys. Utah State came in to tonight sixth nationally in field goal percentage defense, seventh in effective field goal percentage defense, top five in two-point defense, and, and Coach, you end up on the night shooting 56% field, 46% arc, and 86% stripe. What a great night against a really good defensive team. A team that's playing really well. Yeah, that's our best win of the season and our best game as far as, you know, start to finish. And it's a, you know, it's a good time to have a 10 games into the season. <laughs> you know, you need to start seeing – kind of the fruits of all the work that these guys have put in, you know, over the year. And so, uh, you know, we got we had a lot of work to do, and it, it was good to get Nick in there and have Nick have some success. I mean, exceeded all my expectations. I knew he'd come in and play hard and, you know, he'd give us a lift, emotional lift because of his effort. But uh, jumps up and sticks his first shot and banks in a three from the baseline. Uh, you probably won't see that one again, you know. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, th- I thought the minutes that he played, you know, really gave our guys a lift. And now we'll try to put it all together. I'll tell you one thing. McKay, McKay Cannon did everything that we wanted him to do in those first seven, eight minutes, chasing Sam around and, yeah. and got him in tough spots. And, uh, you know, he had a hard time getting shots off early. And you can see what, what kind of player he is. He had a great second half. But uh, our, our guys were ready for it, and I thought they just executed really well. Another number on Nick. He was plus 17 in under 19 minutes of play and scoring his 11 points. Really was a great night. Uh, you, your three-point percentage has gone up in three consecutive games now. And it's good to see the first one go in tonight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that, that we, we jumped up and, and banged that thing. And uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what, what's the, the best number for our guys. I, t- I said the other night that I didn't think 14 was enough. But... Uh, uh, I don't know if 30, 30 plus is is the right number either. Well, maybe 24 is a sweet spot. Yeah, That's if we, I, worth or, or if we go for 11 for 22 every game, I take that too. Yeah. Yep. Pretty darn close to it. 11 for 24 tonight, uh, 46% on the night. We'll take a break. Uh, more from Coach Dave Rose coming up on the new skin, or rather the uh, new skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back courtside to the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant visiting with Coach Dave Rose. 
BYU a winner tonight to 95 to 80 over Utah State. And yet another night where we talk about other things before we get to Yoli Childs, who Coach Rose just had another 31-point night tonight. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, he, he early in the game, he, you know, they, they had spent, they played, paid so much attention to him, which helped everybody get free looks, which, you know, we've been kind of uh, expecting you know, all year that, uh, you know, he's, he's been so unselfish, and we get that thing out, and you could just see what happened when we started making perimeter shots that, that they got softer and softer with him on the double team, and then he had plenty of room to kind of, roam around in there and he, he's he's so good at that little flip hook shot over his left shoulder and his ability to get him up and then come back with his left hand and you know he he uh he made a couple you know nice followaways as this, this big kid this <laughs> Keda is a guy who can you know he's going to be a terrific player i mean he's got great timing and uh you know he's long and extremely athletic and you know i, I think that uh Yo was was comfortable with him one on one, and then when uh, when Quinn Taylor came in and guarded him number ten, uh, he 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 felt really comfortable with that, and and I, I wanted more of it. I wanted to keep throwing that thing into him, but he's uh, he, he's reading that defense really well. We talked about it last night on my show. It's his ability to 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 make plays uh, is uh, is tremendous. Well, only Sam Merrill played more minutes than T.J. Haas tonight. Played almost 38 for you. And if last week wasn't his best, man, he turned around and had a really good night for you tonight. 20 points, four rebounds, seven assists, one off a career high. A good plus-minus, uh, made seven of his 11 shots from the field, four of six from three. When he's that good, it's going to be uh, – you're going to play well. He And, you know, he had uh, just some really big um, offensive possessions where he – um, they had things locked up, and then he just created, made a little play for himself. We, we, we ran a, a little out of bounds play that uh, coaches had drawn up, and uh, late in the shot clock, with three seconds left, and he that was that three. A terrific play, yeah, by the way. That, that, Whoever that, drew that up. And everybody thought I mean, we we run it, you know, three or four times a week in practice, you know, because that's the, the, the pr- progression that we're, what we go through. And I uh, had a chance to use it tonight, and uh, Yo executed it really well. I thought Yo might take that thing and, you know, go to the rim. But uh, TJ, we got a good screen. He came off, off that thing and banged it in. You started McKay Cannon tonight. You said that worked really good on his uh, guarding Merrill, and it, it obviously did. Is that a, a game-specific thing? Do you have any idea going forward what you want to do and, and why why make the change, obviously, obviously well, Merrill? But. We felt two things. One, we felt that Yo would get uh, um, a lot of attention in the post, and we thought that Zach from the perimeter would would, would make him pay you know, for it because um, they usually bring their second post. And then we just wanted you know, uh, Sam to work really hard in the first – eight, ten minutes of the game and be really, really uncomfortable. And McKay's one of our, our toughest. He's not the biggest guy, but he's strong, and he really, uh, you know, can can understand uh, kind of the concepts of what they're trying to do to get him open and one of our, our, you know, our best system defenders. And so we just put him on him and said, hey, make him work, make him work, make him work. And, uh, you know, he went into halftime with only six shots taken, which – uh, you know, and, and then after after McKay, then Shear got a shot at him, and Connor got a shot at him, and Nick got a shot at him, and I, I think uh, you know you're not going to keep a good player like that down, but I think we controlled him a little bit tonight. Good vibe in the building tonight uh, with those almost 10, 12,000 fans here, and the in-state run continues for you, Coach Rosen concludes in Salt Lake City, which has been a good building for you, Vivint Smart Home Arena, and it's Utah uh, in downtown Salt Lake City here on the weekend. Yeah, and they've had uh, you know a week to 
watches and figures out. We get a couple of days for them, and uh, I, 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 I'm excited to, to be able to play that game. I, I think that uh, players are excited to play it. We'll see how the uh, it's the second year of the Beehive Classic, and next year we play uh, Utah State up there in the Vivint Arena, and hopefully it continues. But uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully the, the fans in the state support it so that we can at least justify it financially. You know, whoever you know. Is, uh, making those decisions, but uh, I, I like the feel of it, and, and hopefully it's a it's a good day for us. It's an 11 a.m. radio pregame and a noon tip for BYU and Utah, followed by Utah State and Weber State. And by the way, uh, the job Craig Smith's doing with his first team in Logan is pretty uh it's pretty impressive. Really, really impressive. I told him that. I, I just I, I think he's going to have a real a lot of fun. I mean, see, it's a young team, um, but uh, I, I think he's you know he he kind of got a. You know, bad hop coming out of the conference meetings as far as where he's going to be picked, and I think these guys are all determined that that's not where they're going to finish in the Mountain West Conference. And I, uh, I, I think it'll be fun watching them throughout the year to see how they do. You've been in that spot where you were, you were picked lower than you thought you'd be, and you finished yeah. a lot higher. My first year, yeah, and uh, the number was the same, number <laughs> nine. And I, I do remember, uh, you know, the d- determined uh, group of guys who were just bound to make sure that that's not what happened, and. Uh, uh, I think he's got the same attitude going with that, that group. Well, memorable night tonight for your guys. Great response, uh, and uh, best of luck here against the Utes on the weekend. Dave. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that's Coach Dave Rose. We'll hear from Craig Smith next here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Time to award tonight's big-time performance of the game brought to you by Bank of American Fork. Enjoy a free checking account that can earn big interest with the MyRate checking account from Bank of American Fork. And, uh, you know, Yoli Childs with 31 points, kind of a natural pick there. TJ had a great night with his 20 points, one off a career high and assists with seven. But because uh, it was a, a special night and an important night uh, for both Nick Emery and the team, we'll go with Nick tonight and, uh, and, and reward him for his 11 points in uh, 18 minutes plus. He was four of six from the field. Uh, three of four from three, a couple of assists, a couple of big steals, a plus 17 in just under 19 minutes of play. That was the second best plus minus number on the night tonight. And so uh, for all that uh, has gone before and for what happened tonight, uh, Nick Emery receives our big time performance of the game as BYU defeats Utah State by a score of 95 to 80 here at the Marriott Center tonight. The head coach of the Aggies, who are, by the way, if you didn't uh, get, catch uh, the drift through uh, two hours of basketball tonight, uh, a very good basketball team. Uh, they came into tonight at 7-1 and one on the year. Uh, coming off back-to-back wins, uh, beat St. Mary's soundly earlier in the year. Really good-looking club with Craig Smith in his first season in Logan. And a short time ago, Coach Smith spoke with the media outside the Utah State locker room. And intern Aaron, Aaron Fitzner, got these post-game comments just a short time ago. You know, I thought, credit BYU, I thought they played fantastic basketball. Um, you know, I can't speak for them, but I thought that was their best game of the year. And they really... Um, they played with a lot of confidence. Of course, you know, they've been struggling shooting it from a three consistently, at, you know, on the season 28%. But obviously, we were hoping tonight, you know, wasn't going to be the night they break out of it because you knew it was just going to be a matter of time. And, of course, the first possession. And they, you know, they made an adjustment. They started small and um, was it took Nixon out of the lineup and, and put in um, what's the nice. number 24, um, who's a good player. And, uh, and, of course, they nailed the three right away in that first possession. But, you know, uh, they did a heck of a job. You know, we were at four, 
and then we get really stagnant on offense and we had 11 straight possessions we didn't get a ball reversal and in 11 possessions later we're down 17 and and um, and they made some plays now too I mean like you know uh, number 30 uh, Haas made some incredibly difficult shots uh, I thought Emery really gave him a shot in the arm which you know he figured he would um, certainly and hits his first shot of the game and that got the fans into it and this is a very difficult place to play uh, and get where it feels like they're swarming you and we showed some of our youth and inexperience tonight you know and you know I wish I would have called more I should have used all four timeouts in that first half um, and helped our guys out from that respect but uh, give them credit they played fantastic how tough is it when they do hit a couple of those threes to start off and then it just seemed like well, it just kind of snowballed it, it did and you know uh, they make their first three and they make however many in a row that they had they made a bunch of them early and when you start you know knocking down those threes consistently it starts spreading your defense out and then it felt like they didn't have to shoot threes because they were just living at the rim on us for a stretch there and and we just kind of lost our discipline we were we were we were awful in transition defense I thought in that one stretch and you know I was going to call a timeout at I think it was 12:52, and then you're trying to conserve those because it felt like it was going to be a tight game and hopefully you can get to that media timeout and then I was going to call one at 12:15, and then I was going to and then it was like well I need to call one now at like 10:36 or whatever and uh, obviously I wish I would have called that one right away um, when when I should have um, but it does it, when you play on the road and and you play in an environment like this, um, it does kind of get to where it snowballs. And and that's where a lot of times youth can, uh, what's the right word? We just looked on, a little bit unsure of ourselves there for a while. And I hadn't really seen that look out of our guys all year long, quite frankly. And maybe a little bit against Arizona State, but tonight it felt like we just kind of had that, you know, a little bit of the deer in the headlights look. And, and that's a product, I think, mainly of, of inexperience. But we'll... we'll this will be a great game for us to learn, to grow, to develop, and keep moving forward, you know, um, um, because I love coaching these guys. We have great chemistry, and, and it's a humbling game at times, and tonight was very humbling. How did the, the whole rivalry aspect of the atmosphere, did that affect your guys at all? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. You know, it's uh, it's a big thing. Certainly, we have a bunch of guys from, you know, the state of Utah, and, and obviously BYU has a rich tradition of excellence in men's basketball. And then you add in the whole interstate thing with the rivalry thing, and you get all this pomp and circumstance. And you know, every game, I'm sure a lot of those guys get the schedule, and they're like circling December 5th, right? And so there's a lot of buildup. And uh, I'm not sure. I, you know, I'm not sure we as a program handle it as well as we needed to in a game like this you're never going to be perfect right but you got to be able to control the controllables and tonight i'm not sure we controlled the controllables and i i needed to do a better job of helping our team out um i would say especially on the offensive end maybe at times slowing it down and giving them more structure you know uh the hard part is we do some of that, but then we let our guys play, and we've been pretty good doing that too, you know. So it's yin and yang, and hindsight's always 20-20. But it's a great rivalry. We got to start doing our part in the rivalry. Mimi just got off to a good start, but then he got those two fouls too. It's kind of seemed like that kind of you know, affected him early on, I guess. Yeah, he had the he finished well, but he did. Uh, he had that one, you know. It's important, you know. We, uh, we they have an out of bounds play and a play that we obviously went over on film and, and walked through and we make a mistake on it 
one of our other guys does, and now it gets Nemeus in the wrong position, and now they get an offensive rebound, and Nemi's just kind of caught with his hand in the cookie jar and gets a foul. And, and if we just do what we're supposed to, it was very much an elementary play. If we do what we were supposed to do on that, we don't get to that point. We get the stop, and we're going the other way. And then uh, and then I think we we crotched the layup. I think we pitched it, uh, Torian Knight pitched it up ahead to, to Diogo, yeah. and we miss a layup. And when you miss a layup, a lot of times what happens when you come back, you give up a layup. And 30 so crafty. Haas is so crafty and with his head fakes and all of those kind of, he's got an old school game to him and he got Nimi in the air. And now he gets two. But I, but I will say this. We came back with him and he played foul free and played aggressive the rest of the hand. And I think he, he definitely made some positive strides this game because he was a player out there tonight. Were you surprised at how quick of an impact um, Emery made as soon as he hit the court? Nope. <laughs> I mean, we saw all the t- I mean, the dude started two years ago, 33 out of 34 games, and he was a finisher for him. When I say finisher, meaning a tight game, and uh, you know they need to go get a bucket. He was the guy going to get them buckets plenty of times, and you know they're they don't have a lot of seniors, but they have a ton of juniors and a ton of big game experience, right? And so you don't you don't win 20 games for 13 straight years and not have talent, and those guys can draw back on some of those stuff. And then, you know, Childs is just, um, right, Childs is last name, Yoli. Yeah, uh, he just, he he came to play tonight, and he was incredible, and makes his first three. We have a hand down. He drills his first three, and he's such a good passer. That's what's really maybe underrated about his game, but he puts a lot, a lot of pressure on you, and so many so many points. He, he, he was just kicking our butt there in that second half. Um, high, his high release, touch off the glass, he was just doing it all, and we just didn't have an answer. All right, that's uh, Craig Smith, head coach of Utah State. Coach Smith in his first year in Logan, 7-2 uh, and two his start up there, now 86-57 and 57 for his coaching career. Really fun to hear from him pregame and postgame. His team falls to BYU tonight by a score of 95-80, to 80, and the rivalry does roll on. Next year it will be in Salt Lake City as part of the Beehive Classic. BYU's now won seven straight against Utah State. And the Ags will have to wait another year before they can try and pull off that uh, football-basketball double dip. The last time it happened was the 1982-83 season. Yes, the Ags got the Cougs in football this year, but not so on the hardwoods. Great response from BYU tonight, coming off a three-game skid to handle the Aggies in front of 11,000-plus here at the Marriott Center. Well, that's going to do it. Our thanks to intern Aaron, Aaron Fitzner, for grabbing those post-game comments from Coach Smith just a short time ago. Our thanks to our listening audience, wherever you were or are this evening, tuning in, whether over the air, via satellite, on an app, the laptop, however you listen to us. Good to have you along on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Our crew at BYU Radio, we appreciate them. That is uh, Terry South, our coordinating producer. Nathan Israelson is our control board operator. Our interns at BYU Radio tonight were Tess Anderson and Lindsey Peterson. Appreciation to Sean O'Neill, Sean Fay, Randy Bateman, Don Shaline, the rest of the crew over there at BYU Broadcasting. Courtside, our statistician was Russell Larson. My color commentary colleague, Mr. Mark Durant. Our thanks to Coach Rose for pre- and post-game commentary from him, along with uh, Connor Harding, our sport court courtside interview guest this evening as well. So for everybody, my name is Greg Rubel. Thanking you once again for joining us. Final scores, BYU 95 and Utah State 80. Our next broadcast comes your way Saturday from Vivint Smart Home Arena in downtown Salt Lake City, home of the Utah Jazz. It'll be an 11 a.m. radio pregame and noon tip for BYU and the University of Utah. So... In the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo.